Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is a new Coverstone dream, and it is prophesying a lot of the things we've been talking about are going to come to pass in 2024. The name of the, the, of the dream is The Doctor Will See You Now. Coverstone comes in 1 to 10 of 2023. Uh, that, that would be December. Okay, so this is the time of the year. We only do this once a year where we're asking people to help us and support us because what we need to do is reach more people. That's what we're doing. We're asking money, help from you to be able to reach more people. Our goal is $77,000, which we will spend on advertising on the various platforms because while the platform is free, that doesn't necessarily mean anyone is going to find you. In other words, if they don't search the words, The Prophecy Club, they probably won't find us. In other words, uh, you could, for example, type in prophecy. And there's lots of other ones that come up. <laughs> Not Prophecy Club. Unless you advertise for it to come up. So it costs money. So we're asking you to support us, help us to reach more souls. And the way you do that, in easy way, is just you see that QR code down at the bottom. Just act like you're going to take a picture with your cell phone. A little yellow box pulled, draws around it, touch the yellow box, and it takes you, and you can make a donation real simple and real easy. And, of course, it is coming towards the end of the year, so if you want your donation to count on your taxes of this year, then you would need to get it to us before the end of the year. All right, so here's the dream. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read through the dream, and then I'm going to come back, and we're going to talk specifically about what it's talking about and prophesying for 2024. Very powerful, very important dream. So he says, I was sitting in a medical clinic waiting room that was filled with people. Some of them were sick and looking weary, and some had brought family members and friends that were sick, and their caretakers were watching their phones and waiting to hear a name called so they could take their sick people back and be seen. Nurses with clipboards were getting histories on the charts and telling people they would be seen soon. It was obvious to me that there were too many people to be seen, even if they had a hundred doctors behind the doors, and these people were obviously in distress. This was not a MASH unit by any means, but the nurses had shocked looks on their faces every time the door opened and the people flooded in. It appeared as if there were 200 to 250 people waiting to be seen, and they were losing their patients. My attention was drawn to a lady with a small boy on her lap, and she was wiping sweat off his head. She kept praying silently under her breath and looking up into the air, and her tears were streaming. I watched her in my dream for what seemed like an hour or more. She occasionally got up and walked while holding her son, and when she laid him on the chairs to walk, he would cry and beg her not to leave him. She would simply pray and summon the strength to pick him up and carry him again. She sat back down holding her boy when she was suddenly got up and went to the door to the back. The door opened, and the nurse said to the mother holding her son, The doctor will see you now. She went through the door. I watched others in distress, and a few were praying quietly and silently, but what was interesting about this was that, now here it is, this important, that only the ones who got through the doors to the back were the ones praying. In other words, the only ones got back there were the ones praying. That's a key. In other words, in the trouble ahead, the only ones who are going to get Jesus to help them are the ones praying. 
No one called their names or stood, loud, or stood loudly asking for the last name of those on the chairs. These people just got up and went to the door, which suddenly opened. In other words, they were called by Jesus to come to get their miracle. Then they were told that the doctor will see you now. No surprise looked on either of the parties at the door, just getting up and going to it. Nobody else seemed upset by the people going through the door, and nobody rushed to the door to demand that they get in as well. Nobody even noticed that those specific people had walked to the door and got in, and as soon as they got up, their seats were filled by people coming in who were sick or those bringing in the sick. I got up to walk and pray, and my seat was taken immediately. My prayer was simply, Lord, get me in that door and see you as I need your wisdom and your healing and direction. I paced and prayed some more when I heard the Lord's voice in my head, and it said, go to the door and wait. I walked to the door and looked around to see if anybody had noticed. I was now standing room only in the room, and yet people were still pushing to get through to the building from the outside. I waited a few more minutes, and the door opened, and the nurse said, the doctor will see you now. I walked into a very simple but comfortable room that resembled a doctor's personal office with bookshelves and the big desk. Sitting at the desk in the doctor's coat was the man I see often in my dreams. Now, I used to think that this was an angel coming to him, but he is identifying this later in there as Jesus. He asked me to come in and sit down, so I did. He was looking at the clipboard chart and making notes with a pen. I then noticed that the door I had come in had disappeared, and there was no other doors into this room. Then the windows to the outside seemed to be enveloped in bright light streaming into the room, and there was a scent that was wonderful to smell, but not obvious as to what it was exactly. I felt absolute peace and tranquility. It seemed that there was green grass instead of carpet in the room, and the walls were translucent and almost glowing. There was also the sense of a cloud hovering near the ceiling and strong presence in the room. My focus came back to Jesus. Here it is. So he's here openly saying, this is Jesus. My focus came back to Jesus, who was looking very directly at me, and I asked, why am I here, and what is wrong with me? He smiled. He leaned under the desk and laid the clipboard on the desk closest to me. He tapped the stylus end of the pen on the clipboard three times and said, Here's my prognosis. Now, this is the part we're going to look at twice. Over the next year, the financial deception about the American economy is going to be revealed. But most will still not realize what has happened to them personally. The church will have to live by faith, trusting me to provide and come through for them consistently. And I will provide for those who live and walk in faith, and people will see what I can do. Persecution will come at a pace the country has never seen before, and it will increase to far more than just jail and prison. What's he saying? We'll talk about it. Censorship will become the standard, and the attempt to silence the voices speaking truth will come to not only as the faithful pray and speak the truth to themselves, which is why if you're watching on one of the platforms other than our app or other than prophecyclub.com and you want to continue watching Prophecy Club, 
the obvious advice is you should start switching to either our app that can't be turned off or to our website that can't be turned off because this is saying that truth speakers are going to be taken off. No surprise. The accuser of the brethren will unleash accusation against God's people and bring intentional harm against those that speak the truth and his lies will be believed. Christian families will experience conflict that is unprecedented and hate will knock on every Christian door and the false teachers will attempt to invade every church committed to truth and strangle believers until they breathe no more. The fight has come and the fight is on, braced or not, it is here. And many will fall to the side on the sword of their own. I'll read that again. And many will fall to the side on a sword of their own. At this point, he stood and pushed the clipboard across the desk towards me, and I stood and picked it up, reading the words written there. Be strong and courageous. Walk on water. Be instant and in season all times. I'm with you all times, and I will never leave you nor forsake you. The man said, get busy then disappeared as I looked up from the paper on the clipboard and I was sitting back in the waiting room in the clinic, still full of people, and even more than I went in than when I went into the office. A voice came over the loudspeaker and said, this office will be closing in 10 minutes, but church representatives will be standing by to pray for you after we close. So stay behind if you want to be prayed for and sit in the designated area near the doctor's office. People started complaining out loud and grumbling that they were sick and still not being seen. But many left and slammed the door when they could. About 20 people remained behind, some holding sick children. Others were elderly and obviously weary and desperate. I stood at the door by the office and watched as two adults. And the lady with the the little boy joined me. The lady pulled out a bottle of anointing oil and said, let's get busy. The adults and myself and the little boy had her pour oil onto my hands. And we started walking towards the people to pray. The people were eager, that's key, eager to be prayed for. And each person was healed as we laid hands on them. At this point in the dream, I woke up the last three nights in a row at exactly 3.16. All right, now, let's dig into the main part of it. Here's what... Jesus said to him, here's my prognosis, okay? What he's really saying is, here's my prediction. What he's really saying is, here's what's coming in 2024. Over the next year, the financial deception in the American economy is going to be revealed, and most will still not realize what has happened to them personally. You know, what does it take? What does it take to wake America up? Well, the answer is probably Russian bombs landing all over America for most people. And then a lot of them still won't know what's going on. So what is it talking about the financial deception? Well, right now, the dollar is the strongest currency on the globe. Even though the ruble is gold-backed, still the dollar reigns king yet for a few more days. And by the time you watch this, it may be crumbling. So what is the financial deception? The financial deception is the dollar is 
fiat. That means it's not backed up with anything. It means that it is worthless. Back before Nixon took us off the gold standard, you could actually, I remember my mom telling me, you could take a dollar to the bank and you could get a silver coin. Uh, Now, I don't know if you could get a gold coin, but it should be that you actually take that piece of paper to the bank and you can, if you take in $50 worth, you should be able to walk out with $50 worth of gold or silver from the bank. That's the way it should work. But since it doesn't, what Jesus is saying here is that financial deception that our dollar is actually worthless is about to be exposed. Then what happens? So the financial deception about the American economy is going to be revealed. That it's worth nothing. Most will still not realize what has happened to them personally. Now, for a long time I've been suggesting you get gold and silver, and we recommend you go to prophecyclubgold.com. Prophecyclubgold.com. These people specialize in helping you to get your money out of an IRA or a 401k and still leave it into the IRA and the 401k, but hold it in actual physical held gold and silver. I think that's really good. Remember, Lindsay Williams said that most of your money that is in paper and 401k, IRA, that's all paper. If it's in paper, it's worth the paper it's written on, which is nothing. Whereas, a matter of fact, even uh, uh, Pastor Massey was told, get your money out of the system into gold, silver, land, and of course I'll also in, say, or oil rigs. But that's a discussion for another day. Let's go on. So the church will have to live by faith, trusting me to provide. Remember I told you August the 8th of 2015, Saturday night, Lord, what do you want to say for this sermon tomorrow morning? And I heard words. They said, this is the time of miracles. As the judgment hits, that's the key, as the judgment hits, so will my miracles. Miracles like no one has seen going all the way back to Adam and Eve. You tell them, I will never leave them nor forsake them. In other words, as the devil comes forth with this, so will Jesus. This is the big fight. This is the big battle that concludes in Armageddon. What he's saying is 2024 is the start of the battle to the degree that people will see it. The church will have to live by faith, trusting me to provide. And I think one of the ways that he's doing that is he's had us start Joseph Kitchen. That way people can get the real famine food, which is wheat. So I've talked about it a lot of times. Go to Joseph Kitchen. Get yourself the wherewithal to feed your family with wheat. The church will have to live by faith, trusting me to provide. And come through for them consistently, consistently. That means that every time we pray, we're going to get an answer. The church will have to live by faith, trusting me to provide. And come through for them consistently. That means every time we pray for someone, they get healed. Every time we pray for protection or provision, every time he's speaking to us. I remember Demetri Dudeman, the angel told him that the time would come when he would speak to all of his children as he did to Dimitri. Now, Dimitri, when he needed to hear from God, he prayed, you know, and he just touched me. That's a confirmation of what I'm saying, okay? Um, every time he would have a request, the angel would... There it is again. 
So I'm telling you what, what I'm telling you is thus saith the Lord. Okay, when I hear that, I know I'm right on. So anyway, Angel uh, Dimitri would would pray and ask God a question, and the angel would come in that in the night, tap him on the hand, wake him up, and give him the answer. Now, <laughs> you know he went through five months of torture. He carried three hundred thousand Bibles into Romania and Russia to get that close relationship. And you know you go through that kind of torture, that kind of pain for the name of Jesus, and it whittles off the sin, whittles off the world and you're walking closer to Jesus than you ever have. What he's saying is, as the judgment hits, those kind of miracles, just like he told me, like he told a lot of people, as the judgment hits, so will my miracles. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you another quotation on the same thing in just a second. Okay. The church will have to live by faith, trusting me to provide, and come through for them consistently, and he will. And I will provide for those who live and walk in faith, and people will see what I can do. See that last sentence there? People will see what I can do. What do you tell me? Miracles like no one has seen going all the way back to Adam and Eve. That's big. Persecution will come at a pace the country has never seen before. And it will increase to far more than just jail and prison. Meaning, in what, what that's really saying is in 2024, the persecution will start that will ultimately, maybe not in 2024, but it will ultimately conclude with heads being lopped off, beatings, imprisonments, rounded up, put in barbed wire prison camps, all the things that we've been worried about, talking to people, you know, I've been talking to people about this since 1980, okay, long time. Let me say something else. We used to be on 80 radio stations, 25 TV stations. This was in 2000. Maybe 1998, 1990. Yeah, 1998, 1999 in there. Anyway, and there was a time that we would have warned a lot of people. You'd think that a lot of people would be continuing to follow Prophecy Club. Not so. I look back on those days and I wonder. I wonder how many people listened for a time but then cooled off. I don't know. I don't know the effect. I'm probably not until we get to heaven. Anyway, let's go on to the next one. So persecution. Persecution, that, that means that Probably a lot of these people come over the southern border, and a lot of evil people, just like we're seeing right now, a lot of people are turning against Israel. They don't know that Israel, the Jews, I'm talking about the sons of, of Abraham, are the chosen people, and so they're turning against them. And I believe it's Genesis 12 says, I will bless them that bless you, and I will curse them that curse you. We never, ever, ever turn against Israel. We never turn against the Jews, even when they're wrong, and they're, like us, sometimes wrong. But we support them because they are God's chosen people, period. So persecution is coming to our nation. That's probably coming from, as Dimitri was told, some of the people will start fighting against the government, some of the people that don't like Christians. Right now they're tolerating them. But apparently, apparently the Antichrist, is what it sounds like to me, is about to show his face. And he's about to start speaking very, very bad things. 
against Christians. Censorship, in other words, shutting down websites, shutting down um, channels on the platforms. Censorship will become the standard, and the attempt to silence the voices speaking truth will come to naught. In other words, they'll, the censorship will only be stopped as Christians continue to speak out and pray. That's the reason I encourage you to join Prophecy Club Fast Track. This is where we fast and pray from Tuesday evening till Wednesday afternoon the next day at 4 p.m. It doesn't cost anything to join. You can quit anytime you want to. I never send uh, product offers. I never ask for donations. And you just go to prophecyclub.com, slide all the way to the bottom, and you can sign up for Fast Track, which is praying for Prophecy Club. Or you can sign up for Fast Gap, or both, which is praying for America. And it's about to say some important things here concerning that. Censorship will become the standard. And the attempt to silence the voice of speaking truth will come to not only as the faithful pray and speak the truth themselves. So we got to pray against this, or your prophecy club will be shut down. That's basically what it's saying. And not just us, but a lot of them. The accuser of the brethren, who's that? That's Lucifer himself. The accuser of the brethren will unleash accusation against God's people. I believe that saying that the Antichrist is about to arrive in 2024. Now, it didn't say it directly, but indirectly, that's exactly what it's saying. The accuser of the brethren will unleash accusation against God's people and bring intentional harm against those that speak truth, and his lies will be believed. Just like right now, they're believing a lie against Israel. If if Netanyahu would call me, what should I do? I'd say, maybe I shouldn't tell you what I'd say, but I would not be kind to the Muslims. Uh, I can turn to Jesus, or I'll keep my mouth shut there. It's not good. Here's where it says that the Antichrist, it says, Revelation 13, 5, there was given to him, meaning the Antichrist, a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. Who gives him this mouth? God gives them this mouth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You mean God gives the Antichrist a special mouth to speak bad against him? Yes, he does. Because it's a test to find out who's with Jesus and who's not. Sad to say, many people that today call themselves Christians, are going to fall away. He opened his mouth and blasphemy against God. That means talk bad about. Blasphemy his name is tabernacle. That's the church. And there's also a tabernacle in heaven, of course, too. And it was given to him to make war with the saints. That's us. And to overcome them. We're about to see what, what this prophecy is saying. This starts this year, 2024. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life. Means, if you want people you know to be saved, you best be talking to them now. I know you're probably thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, well, they won't listen now, but, but a little trouble hit and they'll listen. Well, maybe, maybe not. Now's the time to talk to them. Christian families will experience conflict that is unprecedented and hate will knock on every Christian door. So the hate we're seeing right now being thrown toward Israel, nothing compared to what they're about to throw at Christians, Americans, and it's going to come from around the world, not just, yes, in the neighborhood, but around the world. False teachers will attempt to invade every church committed to truth 
and strangle believers until they breathe no more. Now, I suspect that that's the pre-trib rapture. False teachers saying, oh, oh, yeah, that couldn't be the mark of the beast because Jesus would never expect your children to starve to death. Ha, that can't be the Antichrist because we'd be out of here if that was really the Antichrist. Now, that fits with the next sentence. The fight has come. The fight between light and darkness, the fight between Christians and non-Christians, the fight between the devil and Jesus, and yeah, Jesus is in the fight too. The fight is coming, the fight is on, braced or not, it is here. And many will fall to the side on a sword of their own. Again, I think that's the pre-true rapture. Or some of their other deceptions that they haven't read the Bible and haven't discerned properly. So they get mad at God. Well, I'm not supposed to be going through this. Why? My pastor promised me I'm going to be out of here. So they get mad. And they fall away. And so they say, well, I'm not going to believe in Jesus anymore because my, my pastor told me he was coming to get me. I wouldn't have to go through any trouble. See, that's the sword of their own. In other words, they walked away because they misunderstood the truth. You watch. This is what it's saying is coming in the next year. 2024. These are prophecies for 2024. So when the trouble starts, you watch. A lot of Christians will fall away, and they'll fall on their own sword, on their own misunderstanding, because they've been reading some of the other per-versions of the Bible, instead of the King James, and it corrupted the truth, it watered down the truth. They've been listening to pastors that tell them what they want, what the flesh likes, not what the Spirit of God said. Be strong and courageous. Walk on water. Okay, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Jesus is telling us to walk on water? Uh, that's exactly what that says. I didn't write the stuff. I believe this is who God means. Those kind of miracles, miracles like walking on water, will be present for us in those days as, it, as the judgment hits. So are my miracles. I'll read that again. Be strong and courageous. Walk on water. Be instant and in season at all times. What does that mean? It means... Have your oil ready. Right here. Have your oil. My brothers and sisters, have your oil ready. Carry it in your car, purse, pocket. It says, be instant and in season at all times. Be ready to walk on water. Be ready to lay hands on. Be ready to pray for people. I'm always with you. And I will never leave you nor forsake you. The man said, get busy. Now that's important. The lady pulled out the bottle of anointing oil and said, let's get busy. The adults and myself and the little boy had had to pour oil on our hands. We started walking towards the people to pray. The people were eager to be prayed for, eager to be prayed for. See, a lot of people left the waiting room that didn't want to be prayed for. And believe in Jesus, okay? People were eager to be prayed for, and each person was healed as we laid hands. Look at this. Each person In other words, 100% of the people were healed, just like Jesus said, if you believe in me and the works that I do, greater works than these shall you do because I go to the Father. Meaning, the day will arrive when we will walk on water, when we will lay hands on the sick and they recover, blind eyes healed, limbs blowed off or missing, healed. We're going to see those kind of miracles. 
The people were eager to be prayed for. Each person was healed as we laid hands on them. Each person. At this point of the dream, I woke up in the last three nights in a row at exactly 3.16. Now, what does that mean? Well, the truth is, I don't know. But my guess is, it means this is coming in the third month, the 16th day. As in 3.16 of 2024. He's already given us, said this year. So if I had to guess what 3.16 is when he wakes up there, that's not an accident. Wakes up at 3.16 as he's had the dream three times in a row. Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. He wakes up at 3.16 a.m. He said this year, my guess is 3.16 is January, February, March 16th of 2024. And we have a crusade plan for May 24 through 26. Why did I select that day? I believe by then we will be smack dab in the middle of judgment and miracles. And that's why we want to have our sevenfold miracle crusade. And I believe the time will come when we it will start and it won't stop. It'll go on and on and on. It may not even be just in the evening time. Maybe it's all the time. I don't know. We will see. But I had a dream and also had a vision that I was speaking in sports stadiums. I believe it's coming. Now I'm running out of time. So Kevin Zadai said he had a five-year-old child prophesy to him, saying these things that nobody knew, everyone is going to start to operate in this. In the last days, everyone is going to see the miracles of God. Let me go on one more. Remember Pastor Shane said at the same time, in other words, when the dollar falls, when we see signs we want our entitlements or inflation, that's coming this year, a new Madrid fault. At the same time, I saw the church rise with healing in the wings for this moment. That's you. That's what we're preparing for. I saw God prospering greatly, many acquiring things and a transfer of wealth coming to the hands of believers. Churches became the cities of refuge. The body of Christ stood up like a mighty sleeping giant in the earth and began to minister. People were coming to them with signs, wonders, and miracles were poured out all over America. And America... Being shaken as the world, he couldn't go to the government for help anymore. They had to go to church for help. Entire cities became cities of refuge. There was life, safety, peace, and the presence of God in the cities. People were running the cities. Revival had arrived. It was a two-sided coin. As judgment hit, so did God's miracles. God spoke the same thing to him. He spoke to me. As great inflation caused an economic storm, great revival arrived. People turned to the churches and miracles returned to the church. I saw cities of refuge where God was protected. Then revival was taking place. Judgment brings revival. If you want to call prophecyclub.com or <laughs> prophecyclubgold.com or 800-200-4653, these guys can give you financial advice. As a matter of fact, they are experts to help you get your IRA or your 401k into actually held precious gold and silver. 800-200-4653. I don't want us to be in line begging for food. Instead, I want to be us in line giving out food. And so here's what I suggest you do. Go to Joseph's Kitchen. I, it's bread. I mean, I have bread for my, most all of my breakfast and my lunch is a slice of bread. You want to go to Joseph Kitchen. What you want to do is get this machine package right here. That's all of the gizmos you need to actually make the bread. 
Then the supplies are like this. Food for one person one year, two people a year, four people a year, six people a year. They're ready to ship it out right now. They've got all of this stuff. They're not out of anything. They can ship it to you. And there's videos and there's also recipes to show you how to make all kinds of bread recipes. I think I would call bread famine food. In the days of Joseph and the pyramids, seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine. And what was it that fed the year or the world for seven years? And the answer, wheat. Wheat. And that's what Joseph Kitchen sells. Wheat. Wheat is, uh, there's not a perfect food. In other words, one food where a person could eat nothing but this food their whole life. But probably wheat comes the closest. So recommend you go to Joseph Kitchen, get yourself stocked up.